It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Today, we take a look at the 2019 NFL Draft, and we will pick according to the best players available or in our minds, even if they weren't exactly the best players available on our board, where the Bengals picked in the 2019 NFL Draft. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Shoe. Stick around for the ad break to hear Joe say funny things about chewable confidence pills. We'll say that. So, let's get right into it then, shall we, Joe? We, I think, agreed with the first pick for the Bengals in the 2019 NFL Draft. Well, let's – before, I just want to make sure we're clear on the rules here, right? So, we're not going to – the Bengals traded back at round two, so we're just going to pick at 52. Are we going to comment maybe on who we would have taken at 42 and just, you know – but really, we're going to ultimately make the pick because the Bengals traded up also in the fourth round three times – so we're ultimately going to make the pick where they ended up picking. Yeah, and I think the only one we'll mention we, who we would have picked in the original spot will be in the second round because after that it'll get too confusing because there's too many picks. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so first round, the Bengals are on the clock. I don't think it's not Jonah. I think it's Jonah Williams. Right. Yeah, I think I'm fine with that. I wouldn't go in time and, and try and replace this one already or or say uh, – I, I do think we should be aware and we'll always be aware of Dwayne Haskins being on the clock at 11 and ultimately going to the Redskins at 15. Watch his career closely. If he ends up having a good career, there was a lot of people. We did this poll, uh, this head-to-head poll of Jonah Williams versus Dwayne Haskins, and the majority voted for Haskins. So um, there was a lot of Bengals fans that would have liked to have gone that way. Yeah, I think there's also some consideration for us on our board for Andre Dillard, for Brian Burns, but I think ultimately we would have easily landed on Jonah Williams, and that's where we're going to stick uh, with the first overall pick. Well, the 11th pick, first for the Bengals, right? So, yeah, first, I agree. Yeah, sorry. You yeah, got well, me out of technicality. Just yeah. want to be clear on what, on the rules are, what the rules are since we're doing this. Okay, yeah. so 42, round two. 42, yeah. round two. Bengals ultimately trade back, allow the Broncos to take Drew Locke. I think this is an interesting scenario anyways because uh, reports are the Bengals would have been interested in Dalton Reisner there. They actually tried to trade up for for uh, a few offensive linemen right at the spot. I wonder. You have to think the Broncos were on the phone with the Bengals, right, at, yeah. before they even took, picked Reisner and said, we want to trade. Uh, Bengals may have responded with, well, if Reisner's still there, we'll take him. And the Broncos were like, well, we want Reisner and Drew Locke. So let's take Reisner first and then Drew Locke. And – I think that could have definitely happened. So is there anyone there between these 10 picks that you would have taken at 42 
and rather than trade back. Let's see. So the Bengals pick Drew Sample just after A.J. Brown is selected. Yeah. Um, Greedy, Greedy Williams, Williams there too. Those are the two that stand out to me the most. I would say it's probably Greedy Williams for me. Yeah. At that spot, if they stayed, if they stayed there, especially after taking uh, uh, Jonah Williams at eleven, because I did like Elton Jenkins a lot. Eric McCoy went in between there, so uh, yeah, I would say the the option would be pairing Greedy Williams with down the road uh, William Jackson, because I'm not sure how much Greedy would have played this year, uh, but. That's something we'll probably look at in the future and say, uh, did they make the right choice in trading back here to to acquire an extra, basically what ended up being an extra fourth-round pick. Yeah. I think there's also some consideration for the guys we'll talk about at 52 now. So let's talk about 52. So the consideration, sorry, at 42 to summarize, is Greedy Williams probably over A.J. Brown, over the guys we're about to talk about perhaps. Yeah. So the guys we're about to talk about, I think, include J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who went, what, four picks, 57. five picks later, 57 to Philly. Philly, I think, crushed the first two rounds of this draft, as we've talked about. I think I'm considering Juan Thornhill here. I'm considering D.K. Metcalf at this point in the Max second Sharping round Max Sherping at well. 55. If they liked a lot of those tackles at yeah. 42, I mean, to me, it's not a stretch to say Sharping at 55. I think to some degree you're certainly considering Sharping – I think that they, the Bengals probably also were considering Ja'Kai Polite here because they had that visit with them. He was on sure. their radar. Yeah, I think third round was the target for him, and he ended up not being there. The other guy I want to mention went to the Chiefs at 63. Now, Chiefs didn't have a first-round pick. They get Juan Thornhill, someone I who was top Thornhill. 10. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but for not having a first-round pick, what a steal for them. Yeah, I think I think actually that's my guy here is Juan Thornhill at 52. That's, that's who I was going to say, to be honest with you. And Bengals fans would say, why is safety? Well, we think Juan Thornhill is so good that you pair him next to Jesse Bates, it actually alleviates some of that linebacker need. Because I think if it was me, if we're doing the drafting, it's our team, I'm going to play three safeties a little bit more, kick Sean Williams down into the box and let him uh, defend the run and, and play in short zone. So I think ultimately that gets your uh, two needs filled, or at least you get some help there at, at offensive line with Jonah Williams. And then at 52, take a safety that helps your linebacker group by moving Sean Williams. So uh, that's where I would go also. DK Metcalf goes one pick later, by the way, 64. Yeah, and I mentioned DK Metcalf's name as well. That's one that's got to be very interesting. I think Bengals fans that are Ohio State fans probably want Paris Campbell there. I think he's behind all the guys we've mentioned. Definitely. I think PFF guys would probably really like Nasir Adderley there from Delaware. Andy Isabella, yep. He he went ended up way down on their board. He had a very bad senior bowl. Yep. So, so really the Bengals pick, well, how many picks is that in between now where they could so they go from fifty two to, to seventy two now from uh round two to round three. So twenty picks in between nineteen really. That's right. And let's talk about this one a little bit because the Bengals in our world and this redraft even still haven't taken a linebacker. Yep. They've either got a tackle and a corner if they stay pat in the second round or a tackle and a safety, which the safety certainly doesn't address any needs. Right. Yeah. So where do you go here? Do you do you we like Jermaine Pratt, that's the thing too. He would have been really close to being high on our board. Knowing that Ben Burkirvin doesn't go into what, round five? Round five, yeah. It's kinda of hard for me to say let's take him here because even though we like him, it's kind of uh a situation. The, the highest guy on our board at this point would be Justin Lane, who goes 83 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would also say that, like, maybe a Ch- Chase Winovich pick would be pretty fun. 
Yeah, I was thinking Chase Winovich would be an edge guy they could have targeted here. They had a visit with Jalen Ferguson, the Louisiana Tech defensive end, who ended up going to Baltimore at yep. 85. Kalen Saunders is there as well. We talked about him a ton in the pre-draft process. He goes to the Kansas City Chiefs at 84. So any of those guys from 83 to 85, Lane Saunders, Ferguson are guys that I think are worth consideration. If you don't like any of the linebackers here and you want to double up on tackle, well, Chuma Adoga is probably your pick. I think if you're looking only at linebacker, then it comes down to Jermaine Pratt and probably Sion Takitaki, maybe Cody Barton, who goes to Seattle at 88. Yeah, a few linebackers go right after this, right? So it'll be interesting to watch Takitaki's career in comparison to Jermaine Pratt going to picks later. Yeah, Seattle, Cody Barton. Uh, pick 88 so and then Bobby Okarikarik how do you say his name Okareki. Okareki. thank you um Indianapolis Colts 89 so back-to-back linebackers there at 88 and 89 so do we change the pick from Jermaine Pratt that Hmm. is the question for me the biggest temptation here well, actually, we, we haven't mentioned this name yet, but Jay Sternberger. Oh, no, he's gone already. No, no he's not gone. Jay Sternberger yeah. certainly should be a consideration, I think, at this point as yeah. well. In the Bengals world, they've picked Drew Sample already. In our world, Drew Sample's gone. Josh Oliver's gone. Yep, also gone a few picks earlier. Yep. So, tight end, I think, is also a consideration. Tight end, linebacker. If we yeah. stick to our board, I think it's Sternberger. It's between Sternberger and Winovich, but I think it's Sternberger. Because we have, well, this is assuming a world where we have Greedy. So I guess Greedy Williams wasn't the pick. Then maybe it's Justin Lane. Yeah, I was going to say, and I'm going to go with um, the board and say Justin Lane. I think you've got the opportunity to waste a pick here. And we've got basically a first-round grade on a, on a corner that could use a year of development. And I think he'd, the following year, step in as a boundary corner opposite William Jackson with ball skills and length. Yeah, sign me up for that. And I think this is going to be the first one we disagree on. Just because, despite our grade on him, I don't know, he's a stealer now. All those good feelings are erased. And so, I'll take he's the Jay best Sternberger. corner they've drafted in a long time, man, in my opinion. They've been terrible at drafting defensive backs. Well, he might be. We'll see if they can coach him. Sure. Maybe that's the problem, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could that could be part of it. I, yeah. Although, Joe Hayden had a little bit of a, a little, and I emphasize a little bit, of a bounce back in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I just want to mention real quick, though, the tight ends that go afterwards, because we haven't addressed tight end, and it seems the Bengals really wanted to. Well, but I'm taking a tight end here. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay so for me, you're taking Jay Sternberger, uh, but the tight ends that follow are Kahale Warren, go to the Texans, 86 pick in the third round. Uh, and then we follow up. I think there's one more. Yes, there is. Dawson Knox to the Buffalo Bills, 96, with a compensatory pick in round three. I think the other yeah. guy to consider also is Will Greer here, who goes pick 100, compensatory yeah. pick, third round. Yep. I agree with all those things. So not many tight ends go after this, but I think there's a significant drop-off from Jay Sternberger to the rest of the class. Obviously, the Bengals and apparently the NFL did not believe that with where Drew Sample is drafted, but that is what it is. Joe? I just want to say, Jake, that our bias is showing because we've taken Jonah, Juan, Jace, and I took Justin for Jake and Joe. And yesterday we had Jeff on the podcast. We're all That's about right. them Jays. We Let, are. Let's see if we can just keep that up for the rest of the draft. And you know what? Just make it a meme from here. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Joe's going to talk to you about some chewable confidence pills. We'll be right back. Guys, let's talk about sex. 
Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Let me tell you, we get free samples, and if you think Marshawn Lynch has a good stiff arm, you've seen nothing yet. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, the, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Today we've, we're have we doing a, an exercise that has been requested a few times the past few weeks, ever since the draft concluded. And they wanted us to go back through the Bengals picks, where they picked, and choose who we wanted at that spot. So this is one you're going to come back to definitely in three years and tell us how wrong we were. Uh, anyway, so far, we agree with the Bengals. Take Jonah Williams at 11. Makes too much sense, fills the need. Hopefully he's an uh, immediate starter and impact player. We follow that up in round two. We don't go Drew Sample. Surprise, right? I mean, I don't think you'd find anyone that say that would say to pick Sample at that spot. Uh, Jake and I agree. Juan Thornhill, safety from Virginia, who's kind of a... Uh, Covered free safety, but definitely isn't afraid to run down in the box, lay some hits. Honestly, I think some of his best highlights are that. The idea here is that with the gap at linebacker, and really the only linebacker is the one that went to the Lions in the second round, so there really wasn't somebody to even worry about until the Bengals picked the next linebacker in Jermaine Pratt in round three. So you you got to pick here to, to burn. And uh, in our opinion, we go safety, allow Sean Williams to come down, Play a little bit more linebacker, more three safety defense. I think the best defenses in the league are doing it anyways. Um, and we go that in round two. Come back 20 picks later. Jake and I disagree. I'm going with the board because I had a really high grade on Justin Lane, a 6'2 corner out of Michigan State with incredible ball skills. He's a little bit raw in his, in his feet and his transition. Former wide receiver, you can see it a lot. But he's a, a physical player and a strong tackler also for being a former receiver. I'm going to let him sit the bench, give him a year to marinate, and then come out the other side. Uh, so for me, I got three first-round graded guys. So I think all three of these guys would be in our top 20 on our board, right, Jake? And then you're going to go with Jay Sternberger, tight end from Texas A&M. Not a blocker, more of the move-type guy that's in the mold of Eifert and Uzama. Uh, but you're giving them a tight end, adding depth to that position. And honestly – if you want someone with high upside in terms of being a receiver, especially his yards after the catch, run after the catch, I like Jay Sternberger a lot. I just thought there was a little bit of a drop-off after that. And if you're taking a tight end later, then you're getting more of a project, whereas 
where Jay Sternberger might have the similar thing with tight ends where it might take him a year. I think he's closer to it. He'll be able to contribute at least a little bit in his rookie year. So that's my yeah. thought process there. There's just a, a, a drop off and corner for me. Well, I think Justin Lane makes a lot of sense and I don't disagree with it. He became a stealer that really soured him for me. I forgot all the good things we had to say about him right away. And looking at the Bengals future, the cornerback position, there is a need for corner coming up in a year or two. So Justin Lane does make sense there as a guy to sit, let him get better let them come in later. And the Bengals do that with their corners too. Oh yeah. So it fits the pattern. Yeah. And uh, so now in real life, we're going in r- into round four. The next day, this is day three of the draft. And everyone is looking at the board and saying, when's Akeem Butler going to go, right? Yeah. And I was kind of hoping the Bengals would trade up there. There was a lot of talks about teams trading up. Cardinals sit at that pick. They take Akeem Butler with the first pick in day three. The Bengals trade up right away. So they get the second pick in round four to get a guy they want. They take quarterback. Ryan Finley, Jake, who, who do you like in this spot instead? They trade up for a guy they want. We get the choice of anybody on round three, really, outside of Hakeem Butler. There's so many guys in the fourth round that I'm thinking, oh, the Bengals traded up. They're going to get somebody that I want, and they didn't. They, I, I don't hate the Ryan Finley pick by any means. I think it's a fine pick for a backup quarterback, but he wasn't the guy that I would have targeted necessarily at that spot. Just looking at some of the guys that are there, Chauncey Garner-Johnson is a guy that some people around the league had a first-round grade on. Anthony Nelson goes a couple picks later there to Tampa. I think we both love Anthony Nelson in the top of the third round, so getting him in the fourth round is great. Uh, Looking down the list a little bit further, Amani Hooker is a guy that I think we're considering strongly at this point if we don't go Juan Thornhill in this redraft earlier. And then finally, we'll round it out with, I think, Hjalte Froholt, Froholt, who New England ends up drafting at 118, who looks like he'll, I mean, I'm sure at this point, now that he's in New England, is going to go on to be an excellent guard, maybe even in year one. 100%. Uh, So those are the primary targets for me looking through the list that goes between the Bengals pick at 104 and their next pick at 125. I know where I'm going. I think you're going Anthony Nelson. I'm not. Okay, and you're surprising me. Because I want to address need. I've gotten three first-round guys so far, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm going with a guy that falls a little bit under that in, in our grading. But now I'm in day three. I feel completely comfortable taking him. It's Ben Burkirvan, and I'm going to address linebacker. Are, are, we, are we using 50-50 hindsight here, 20-20 hindsight here? Because if we are, I'm taking Ben Burkirvan later. No, you do what you want. I mean, I, I feel like he would be graded high enough for us here. I've already, uh, you know, gone heavy on the defense with the last two picks. I'm still going defense here. Anthony Nelson would be a fine pick. You could take because you can get Ben Burkirvan in the next pick. You're right. If you want to maximize this, take Anthony Nelson now and then Ben Burkirvan with the next one, right? Well, who do you think is more likely to be gone if you're sitting here thinking about it? And obviously, Nelson. we can see the results, and that's that's why I go. Nelson. I was saying at the time when people were asking me who can the Bengals go up and get, and I for me it was saying. I was saying Anthony Nelson. So maybe I should switch this and say it should be Anthony Nelson. I would have said more of an impact there. And um, I remember saying the exact tweet was uh, and getting Anthony Nelson would be a home run at the yeah. top of four. Yeah. So so that's why that's why that was my guess. And that's that's my guy here is Anthony Nelson. And if you don't know him, he is a big defensive end. He also kicked inside a lot for Iowa. Extremely disruptive. He was 
the day three version, I guess we can finally say, of Rashawn Gary, but much more productive in terms of, and I, and I mean uh, when I compare him to Gary because he's a similar-sized guy with athleticism also. Uh, I think I think Nelson is more of an overachiever, and because of it, I like those guys. It feels like they're going to work a little bit harder. I think he would fill that you know, carry win roll that the Bengals seem to be carving out right now, that defensive end that kicks inside and uh, be a good guy to follow him and do those exact things. What's crazy about Nelson is he's, he's an actual giant at six, yeah. seven, two seventy one. He had good speed. The only test at the combine that he doesn't knock out of the park is a bench press, which maybe Whatever. took him off the Bengals board to be honest, but I don't, I don't know how strong, I don't know how strong that threshold was. He had a great vert, great broad, Excellent, excellent agility, like 91st, 92nd percentile agility. Getting him with that production in the fourth round, like you said, I think that's a home run. And a lot of Bengals fans, or at least some Bengals fans I've noticed on Twitter saying, man, I've, I really wish they had another edge guy on the roster. And Anthony Nelson both, both fills a rotational edge need and that third down inside rusher need. Yeah, and it's funny because they did so much work on edge guys and then did not take one, right? Yeah. So, uh, did do they feel it's a need and just didn't it, it didn't fall right? Because sometimes that happens. We're we're rectifying that and giving them an edge guy. So we've gone one offensive lineman, and then came back and took a safety. You took a tight end. I took a corner, and I'm in agreement with you. I'm changing from Ben Burke Irving because I'm going to get him with the next pick and uh, <laughs> taking Anthony Nelson now. Yeah, we're cheating at this point, but. I think I think if you look at it a little bit in terms of positional value, in terms of grades, I mean, we had an astronomical grade on Ben Burkirvin, but in terms of who we think will be there 20 We had a higher later, grade on Nelson, so it's not too crazy for us. Yeah. We had a fringe first on Nelson. Which now for us, we've got three. You've got three first-rounders and a fringe first. I've got two first-rounders, a fringe first, and then where, where was Sternberg for us? Late second, early third? Yeah, in that range, yeah. Fair, fair value for Jay Sternberger, I think, but... For me, yeah. it was a fall off at the tight end position. So the Bengals come back now and trade up again. They go from pick. What was the what was the first one they had? One oh two. Can I just one oh four? Yeah, their original pick in this round was one ten. Okay, and they moved up to one oh four. And Finland. at one ten, the first punter of the draft was selected. So thankfully, the Bengals didn't stay at pick <laughs> one ten, which was destined to draft Mitch Wisnowski, the punter from Utah. So if you're going to trade back in the fourth round, or if you're going to select a tight end or a punter in the fourth round, you might as well trade back, get some extra picks, and then pick them, huh? So I the Bengals so. don't pick again until 125. That's when they move up and get Renell Wren, defensive tackle at Arizona, who I actually like, but did not have him valued for the fourth round, even though he was someone that I definitely would have targeted. And we did target him a few times in our Mock Draft Monday skits. More like in the sixth? Yeah, fifth. in fifth. Fifth, I would say, would have been yeah. more comfortable for me. Yeah. Because he never put it together all the way. Is there so, anyone here that you really are eyeing? The 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 only consideration for me, really, besides Ben Burkirvan, is Isaiah Johnson. Right. Right. The corner out of Houston who tested like a 100th percentile athlete for the corner position. Yeah. And if, if there's... The edge player is, is re- really a strong correlation between athletic testing and how they end up performing in the NFL corner is if you end up being the elite of the elite, you almost struggle to fail. Yeah, it's very rare to find a cornerback in the NFL that tests at like 98th percentile plus for athleticism and then doesn't go on to be a very good player. Of course, Oakland picks them so you can make all your Al Davis jokes. 
But I think that for me, the strong consideration here is, oh, maybe we miss Ben Burkirvan, but you know who else is still there is Blake Cashman. It's true. So, so maybe you can talk yourself into taking a corner, and I don't have a corner. Right. So that's why it's a bigger, take... a bigger thought for me here. Isaiah Johnson and hope that one of those other two linebackers gets to me. We're picking again at 136. Right. We're going to ultimately trade back up again. So uh, for me, I'm taking Ben Burkirvan here and because I, I have a target and a option for the next pick at 136. For the sake of difference, I'm mm-hmm. taking Isaiah Johnson here because if he can come in and be your developmental guy the same way Justin Lane's a developmental guy, I, I feel really good about that value in the fourth round. We are going heavy defense. Well, I had that tight end earlier. Oh, great. Not me. I've gone after Jonah. It's been safety, corner, defensive end, and now linebacker. That's just the way it's falling. Sometimes. All right. So you ready ready so to move on to the next one? At 136, the Bengals pick Michael Jordan, the Ohio State guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can still pick Ben Burkirvan here. But the, I, feel like the, I feel like that's cheating, and I'm just going to say it's Blake Cashman. He goes a little bit later, just for the sake of being not different. Yeah, for for the sake of not taking. No, ben you can take Ben Burkirvan. I can't. You're so generous. You can take Ben Burkirvan. Ben Burkirvan like we... was my favorite player in the draft. Exactly. So. That's what I mean. So for you to not take him, this is on record. This is official document right this here. People are going to come back and ridicule this. You better take your guy if you feel well, strongly but about it. You know it. what? I think both of them are going to have a chance to succeed. Especially now, in terms of value. The and teams they landed on. Picks. That's one of the things I... That's maybe the only thing I don't like about the Jermaine Pratt pick, right? Is, I mean, that was pick 52. Here we are, 136. Where does Burkirvan... Okay, Burkirvan goes 142. Yep. I mean, 90 picks later, right? Is, that my, is my math off on that? You get someone who we think is a very comparable player, and then uh, where was Cashman? Do you do you remember Cashman was also fifth round? Yeah, because Mac Wilson goes one fifty five, Blake Cashman goes one fifty seven, almost a hundred and five picks later. Blake Cashman goes to yep. Jermaine Pratt. Talk about value. I guess we do have to keep in mind here that the Bengals don't have a pick anymore in the fifth round. They use them all to trade up, and they're not picking again until the sixth round. I'm so, fine with trading up here for me for for the guy I want. Who's the guy you want? I've already I'm got taking, my guy. I'm taking Foster Moreau, the wide tight end blocker that tested really well. Very similar yeah. to Drew Sample, but you know what? I'm getting great value here. He goes one pick later, 137, to the Oakland Raiders, who I think they had a really good fourth round, taking Isaiah Johnson, your guy, taking Foster Moreau, my guy. And I think he fills the exact role Sample would have, but gives me a, a much better value here at the end of round four. And and that's a pretty good argument for me to have taken Justin Lane earlier and Foster Moreau here and somebody instead of Isaiah John. But ultimately, it's, it ends up being the same. Yeah. In the end, we have the same positions at this point. That's right. You're right. You're getting Isaiah Johnson to sit the bench and develop for a year, which sounds great too, to be honest. Right. Like you can't. I I, I like your draft. I like my draft. I mean, it, when you, when you play with hindsight, it, it feels it feels easy to. To get your guys, is there anybody else that we miss out on in the fifth round? Charles well, Menahue. Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a few guys here. Um, I would have been interested in Amani Arurier, but he picked forty. What? What number did he pick? Forty six or something? So he's a bust. I'm not taking him anymore. Um, Where was he picked? One forty six, fifth round. There he is. Yep. Okay. Voshan Joseph, the very next pick in the fifth round, you start to consider a little bit. Hunter Renfro, you start to consider around this point. 
I think I mean, these Mac are... Wilson. I wasn't yeah, high Wilson. on him, but fifth round starts to be Blake fair Cashman value. Goes right. Yeah, three linebackers go back to back to back. Mac Wilson to the Browns, one fifty-five. Denver Broncos take Justin Hollins out of Oregon, and then the New York Jets come back take Blake Cashman, which I think is a great fit for them. Isn't Hollins more of an edge guy than an off-ball linebacker? Yes, he is. Yeah, but Denver, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they're kind of a hybrid defense. It'll be also, interesting. Also, your favorite name to mix up, Kingsley Kiki. That's right. You almost did it right there. I almost did it. Uh, You know, linebacker I really like also in the fifth round, Minnesota Vikings, Cameron Smith out of USC. Yeah, that's a good Don't be surprised if he ends up fitting them perfectly for Mike Zimmer's defense. Mike Zimmer makes magic on the defensive side of the ball. So, Fourth, fifth round, man, for linebacker this year. When you recap it like this, I'd like the Jermaine Pratt Pratt pick, but, man, these are some great value here. There, there was excellent value at the linebacker position in the fifth round. That is for sure. Cole Holcomb even, That's 173 right. at the tail Redskins. end. Of the they fifth said he round. stood out in their uh, rookie minicamp. I'm sure. I'm not surprised. So yep. the Bengals are back on the clock at 182. Uh, we've missed out on the guy that they had a visit with in Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State. Uh, at this point... I would have taken yeah, him. I was going to say, I was going to mention him. At this point, we haven't taken a quarterback either. And Clayton Thorson's gone... Gardner Minshew is now gone. I think Jarrett Stidham is also gone. Yeah, yeah, he went in the fourth round. So, Bengals on the clock at 6, 182. They take Trevion Williams in this spot. Who do we That's take? Right. Who are we looking Absolutely. at here? That is a good question because I would like to take a quarterback. I think this is when it gets tough because I'd also like to get another offensive lineman. I'd also like to, you know, hopefully get – uh, a wide receiver, and they don't take wide receivers, so that's interesting. And and of note, um, I have to look at this list a little bit closer because I, I just, when I look at it, I, I don't have a problem with Trayvon Williams at all. But no. I wouldn't have taken him. I would have taken a different running back that was higher on my board. That also goes in the sixth round. I'm just thinking I can get him with a later pick if I use foresight. What about what or about? Uh, well, it's kind of like hindsight, Both. but foresight because we're right. back in. It's a whole it's a whole time thing. We're not going to get into it. Anyway, what about Kelvin Harmon? Yeah. Kelvin yeah. Harmon at this point is a guy that I think is pretty preposterous value. Wide receiver. Yeah, I could see that. That's what I'm going through. And someone I really like the wide receiver will go in the seventh round. So, I'm again, I'm thinking, do I take him? So, I'm trying to gather a list here. And that's, uh, for me, that's Dylan Mitchell out of Oregon. Yeah, and I'm trying to gather this list and say, okay, I've only I have one seventh rounder, uh, I've got three sixth rounders here, so I need to start targeting players I like that go afterwards. Jimmy Moreland, I you know I'd even take uh, Tyree Jackson here late in the seventh round. That's probably my seventh round pick. I pencil him in now. Just uh, he goes undrafted, but as we don't get a backup, he'd be fun to develop. And the Bengals have a corner. Yeah, we, we we both of us have picked a corner at this we point. We took a corner. Yeah. So here's who I'm who I think I'm going with. And I don't love it, but I think he can give us depth. And if he's our fourth tackle and maybe he can play guard, I, I do wonder. I'm going with Isaiah Prince out of Ohio State, offensive lineman. Wow. All right. I'll take Kelvin Harmon here. Fine with me. I think Sign that's me up uh, for a polished wide receiver who's got great hands. He had some issues with athleticism, but he was extremely productive. He's in the sixth round. I mean, if he doesn't hit, I don't really care too much. Yeah, I'm with you. He's kind of a high floor guy for the sixth round, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, I'm fine with it. Sixth round, I think, is when we can start to deviate a little bit. I'm going with a guy who has been a good run blocker, 
go follow that trend that the Bengals did set in real life yeah. with Isaiah Prince. And maybe he's the fourth tackle because I think they, they kind of still need that. They ended up drafting a guard instead with Michael Jordan. But uh, the depth was obviously an issue for them. So Bengals come back, back-to-back picks, 210 and 211. They go to Sean Davis and Rodney Anderson. Anderson, one of my favorite picks they made. Yeah, I'm leaving Anderson alone, but instead of Davis, I'm taking a different running back too, and I think we have the same name in mind here if oh, you're you, taking you, a running back. Yeah, oh yeah, I am. Darwin Thompson, man, yeah, out of uh, Utah State. And it's it was really the only thing I didn't like about the Travion Williams pick is because I really, really like Darwin Thompson. Don't be surprised. He goes to the Chiefs, man. I think he's got a chance to make an impact and be a heavy contributor for them. They lost Kareem Hunt just a year ago. Don't be surprised if Darwin Thompson out of nowhere. You're like, man, this is the this guy in the sixth round for a lot of people that won't won't know who he is. Uh, but if he's their third down back very early, I would not be shocked at all. And that chief system produces yep. running backs. It does. That's it has, a good landing Andy spot. Reed for him. Always gets gets good play out of the running backs. I would like Andy Reid to be the head coach of my favorite football team one of these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. All right, so we're sticking with Rodney Anderson. Or are you changing that pick because you have Darwin Thompson? Uh, yes, I'm changing my Rodney Anderson. Are you? Are you so you're saying you're going to go with Darwin instead of Rodney Anderson? Yeah, no, it I'm taking matter. both. So you're going to take Rodney Anderson and Darwin Thompson. Yeah, I'm taking both. I like I, the upside on Rodney Anderson is too good for me to pass up. I think the Bengals did well there. Yeah, I'm only changing it to Dylan Mitchell for me because I wanted to get a wide receiver, and that's a wide receiver out of Oregon. Yeah. He's young, and he's been very productive. He's tested like a high-end athlete. He is kind of raw, and I know why he went in the seventh round. But uh, for me, I wanted to get a receiver. And it could be Stanley Morgan, to be honest with you. You could say that, too, because he would have been high on our board at this point also. Yeah. So uh, I'm just swapping that out instead of taking two running backs, which I have praised of them doing. I'm going to go with the receiver. And I got Kelvin Harmon earlier, so it makes sense. You've got the same positions again. You have an extra tackle. Yeah, I don't have right. the tackle. I have, I have an extra running back. So seventh round, you're taking Tyree Jackson here? I am taking Tyree Jackson. Get a fun, big guy, and even if he ends up being a tight end for me in three years, I feel like I got someone fun. I don't really have an argument for you. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that one. So uh, we've got a good draft here then. Did you write yours down? Because I, f- I wrote mine down and kind of lost yours. You didn't a write mine times. down? Did you get, I started did you get Jay to. Sternberger? I did. Okay. I got, I got I got Kelvin Harmon at 182. Okay. So instead of Prince, that's right. And then at 136, I got Ben Burkirvin. At 125, I got Isaiah Johnson. That's right. That's where I missed you. And then I think the rest of them you probably have. Yeah, you took um, Rodney instead of, and where you took Rodney Anderson where you went. I kept so. Rodney Anderson there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's that. We'll that put up that. a poll. You can you can beat me in another poll. This time we'll leave it anonymous. To make people listen. Yeah, make people listen. I think people just voted for their favorite Bengals uh, podcaster last time. Oof. Because <laughs> I narrowly won. <laughs> narrowly. Big oof. Anyway. <laughs> That was a fun exercise for me. We'll we'll have fun looking back on this in three years and seeing if the Bengals beat us or if we are the draft geniuses we believe we are right now. Genius, definitely. This is this is gonna work out in our favor. Oh yeah, big time, big 100%. time. And if it doesn't, we'll just blame the coaches of the other teams. We'll delete it. We'll delete the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of it. Burn the evidence. Anyway, that's been the Lockdown Bengals podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Blue Chew. Go check it out. Joe told you all about it. You can get it for free. 
Until next time, Bengals fans, have a good one. We'll be back tomorrow to we will create a team to defend the earth, starting with the Bengals roster as our starting point, taking one player from every other team except the Steelers because are you really going to trust the Steelers to defend the earth? Come on. We'll see you next time, Bengals fans. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.